Dangles. D P P The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Well, uh, I mean, another day, another Oilers uh, uh, tank, defeat, destruction. I like Brendan Perlini's version better. I really did. That's that's a shame. They really don't get anything nice. It's bad. It's bad for the sport. Man. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible for the sport. Holy shit, the Panthers are good. Yeah, the Panthers are great. You know, that's the thing. We we need to fight. we need to talk more about the Panthers. Um and honestly, like I, I mean, the Oilers are the story though because the best it's it's you know it'd be like Michael Jordan getting shut out right it's 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 a big deal when the best player gets fucking <laughs> no. destroyed. It wouldn't be like Michael Jordan getting not, shut not out. Not necessarily shut out, Michael but like Jordan up. didn't become Michael Jordan until he won three championships. I mean, Connor McDavid hasn't won shit. If we're being honest, so this is early Michael Jordan. Yeah, the, Michael Jordan lost early on. Yeah, he's all, good. Bulls are bad, dads, but yeah. 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 Also, I was uh, I pulled up the highlights because they're not good. <laughs> I pulled up the highlights pre-show because I wanted to check the shot chart just to mm. make sure everything was right. And the Oilers started this game out shooting the Panthers fourteen to three. Mm. Like that should be such a a victory in itself. Yeah. That they're like. That doesn't happen to the Panthers. No, the the Oilers they they hemmed them in and they were dominating early on the first period and then it just all went to into the toilet. Not only does that not happen to the Panthers, but when it does, they lose because yeah. their <laughs> goaltending's not that great. Well, but Bob's having a comeback, man. Season. But he is, but he's how is his contract now worth it again? Nine twenty five save percentage, yeah. two thirty eight goals against average. Yeah, I mean, let's but compare and contrast. Ebbs, ebbs and flows though. Well, he Certainly. takes years off and then comes back. Yeah, he's back. He hasn't been this good. He had a 9-13 in 18-19 and a 9-21 in 17-18 and in 16-17 and 9-31. Before that, though, a 9-08. So, like, he hasn't been this good in about four years. Um, he's, he's been unbelievable. He's Pecorino. He's, oh, no, it's bad year. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Hooray, it's good year. Like, you can tell by Halloween, like, oh, well, don't shop at the deadline. It's a bad year. And then next year, all right. All first round picks are on the table for the next five years. No one cares. And and everything everything seems to be going right for the Panthers. They're healthy. Mm-hmm. They're talented. Their best young players like Huberto and Barkov are coming into their real prime. Mm. It's it's perfect timing. Some really good. Contracts. I'm sure it's exactly how Dale Talon planned it when he signed that ten th- year deal. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's not forget about the real architect of all this a guy who hasn't been there for a long. time. <laughs> you know, there's people out there still going. I gotta give Dale Talon some credit. Oh god. Oh, I know. But computer boys, like yeah, but look at that Barkov contract. God damn it. True. Yeah. True. So okay, what do we do? What do we do with the Oilers now? That's a good question. Bail and talk about the Leafs. So, um, <laughs> no. Um, you have to make a change. And I know it's coming. And I know it's going to happen very soon. Because it's rare that it's the unanimous conclusion. And you started to see that in the post-game writing coming out of the game. Writers are going to have different opinions. And, you know, there's the perception out there that, oh, it's, you know, the they're going to protect Ken Holland at all costs. Uh, it's done. That's over. That's over. Uh, people have come to the conclusion that firing the coach isn't going to do shit. It's not. It's not going to do shit. They have to make a... They have to do the worst thing a GM can do, which is a Band-Aid move. They have to make a Band-Aid move 
to improve the goaltending. Just stop the bleeding. Yeah. Just stop the bleeding for God's sake. Yep. You know what? You know, should we buy at the deadline or should we sell? I tell you what you should do. You should take those buying assets, take some of them, mm-hmm. and use them to just toss Miko Koskinen out the door into the sun. <laughs> okay. Because it's... Because another team will probably want a goalie back if they're trading a goalie. Koskinen's contract's expiring, and it's later in the season, so you probably can afford more under the cap, right? He's got to mm-hmm. go somewhere. He's got to... And did, have you seen the Sabres injury chart that they tweet out? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone's hurt and everyone's hurt forever. Um, and in net, Malcolm Subban, save of the year candidate, injured. Tukarski, injured. Um, uh, Craig Anderson, injured. Uh, uh, who's Lukanen, mm-hmm. injured. I pointed at Jesse because that's his guy. Pekka Uka Lukanen. Yeah, there you, there you go. Boy. Pretty sure that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's, no. that's, that's him. That's what I call him. <laughs> I believed it. Anyway, they, uh, because it's not even just that he's been an inadequate goalie for them. He makes 4.5 mil and you pay, you pay assets out the door to get him out the door. And then you can finally start solving your problems. The framework for a flurry trade seems very obvious. Like what is, what is the obvious? He's got a no, he's got a 10 team, no trade. Who Flurry does? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's Canada plus probably Vegas, and <laughs> maybe. A, uh, I mean, would he want to? Well, I mean, he's. It's not like he'd ever get traded. Buffalo's back. on the list. Good question. Yeah, Canada, Buffalo, and who are the other two? You know. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. So, but I'm. I don't know if he could be convinced. Um, Chicago will have to retain, and logically, they'll have to take Koskinen back. That's always been the logical well, trade. Logically, they should have taken money back on Duncan Keith as well. But if we're man. talking about logic and the Edmonton Oilers, we're not talking about logic. Man, 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 man. Like that Duncan Keith contract, his cap hit hurts them. It's hurting them. Yeah. But what hurts them the most is they can't make a goddamn save. <laughs> you know well, what certainly, I mean? but I mean, like it, 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 what I'm saying is the contract limits you from doing anything else. Right. It, yeah. Even, even though it's not real dollars in. Uh, I, I, I listen, you could have had Marc-Andre Fleury for free this summer. Mm-hmm. You chose to spend your money differently on whatever it was that defense court was supposed to be. You could have had Marc-Andre Fleury for free. The Chicago Blackhawks got him for free. And now I'm reading that he's going to be expensive to acquire. Well, yeah. Weird. So, the, the, and this is the problem. Like, he, he the Oilers are so desperate and Flurry's done so well that I think they've priced themselves out of ever making this deal. Like, I, I, I don't know if there's a deal out there that makes sense. There's the no trade list, so I don't know if Flurry would yeah. even agree to it. Right. So now you got to look at other guys. I think Flurry would agree to it. I feel like he would. And I, I do too. And like, by the way, when I, when I talk about this shit, just so everybody's clear, I do not know any of this shit from Alan Walsh. Uh, there are people out there who are like, hey, so does Alan tell you stuff? Obviously not. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm mean, not an insider, and our relationship is production-oriented, not, uh, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to... you imagine Adam Wilde breaks that? a trade. Yeah. And it's a Walsh client. Gee, I wonder where he got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guys. NHL would be on his ass. Yes, like, of course. We're uh, dumb, but we're not stupid. Right? Yeah. Like, come on. So uh, anyway. They, so they got to look at other solutions. W- what's out there? 
Okay, so here's so, I got Rory Boylan's article. Yes, the the Arizona Coyotes. We're not sitting here being like, why are the Coyotes out of the playoffs? What's going on? Why did we expect that this Oilers team, as they were constructed in the offseason, should have been contenders? Because they why, made they made the playoffs last year. McDavid and Drysaddle. And then everything and around them, and then now we're like, oh, how did how are they so far down the stands? Maybe nothing around them is good because Ken Holland built a bad team, like Adam's been saying for weeks. And we should we shouldn't be shocked at what's going on. Nah, it, to me, it's the Canucks all over again. They're listen. They we knew they had their problems. They should not be this bad. They're yeah, not. This I bad. agree. They shouldn't be this bad. But like they're the, at the oh, same place in the standings they, as the Canucks. What was that ridiculous Julian McKenzie? thing he had yesterday they have as many wins since oh you know what it was it was the contender versus pretender episode of the cj show and cj called them pretenders when they were running over everybody and called the leaves contenders and people were like like got on them for it since that episode dropped i'm pretty sure the oilers have as many wins as the Montreal Canadiens, and yeah, that's the, four. The Oilers have a 200 points percentage since uh, they're 16 and two and whatever. Oh two, five God. and run. 16, two and five, yeah, to start the year. Oh, and they're, they're the worst really... team in the National Hockey League since that moment. No worse than the Coyotes. They're worst team yeah. in the National Hockey League since the whatever that date is. And you look at what some teams have gone through. Yeah. Like, so w- why are we shocked? I, I think we're shocked bad. because it shouldn't be like this. And, you know, I also think doubly shocked, Jesse, to answer your question is, I, I think that they started 16 and five. Now, did ever, anybody, I, I, I don't, I think if you'd asked me at the time and I'd been honest with you, I would have been like, yeah, they're not a 16 and, and five team. I don't think they're this good, but, um, but I think it's fair to say that that's quite the fall from grace. Oh yeah. If they go 60, okay, let's say they're 16 and five to start the season and the rest of the year, they're 500, they're playoff slam dunk. No problem. They're, they're a, a, near the top of their division. The Leafs did that in like 94, 95. They started the season with 10 straight wins, set an NHL record at the time. 94. Or 93, 94. Yeah. 10 straight wins, and then they played 500 hockey the rest of the way and then made it to the conference finals. Got, got busted up by uh, Pavel Bure in Vancouver. But I, I, I just, it's, it's a, uh, like, if you have a good start in hockey, it's very hard for you to fall off that perch. And the fact that they've fallen as hard as they have, been- and nothing's been done, that to me is the shocking part, guys. So remember so the meme of uh, the Oilers or the Canucks at like the bottom of the standings, but they were popping champagne yeah. or whatever because they passed the Kraken. So they mm-hmm. updated it so because they've passed the Oilers, mm-hmm. but there's still so many rungs down, but it was still, yeah. <laughs> I, Canucks Reddit's been really good they've this year. They've been funny. Yeah, funny. really I, funny. You know what it is? There's the, there's a gallows humor to your team being bad when it shouldn't be. Oh, it's, I mean, it's good for the content. It's bad for Hilarious. everything else. I, I, I know Canucks, Canucks Twitter has been hard on us from time to time, but I have never enjoyed it more than I have this year, especially oh. the turnaround. It's been amazing. Real but good, I, and we'll talk more about the Canucks later. The, um, uh, the one thing I do want to say is that, you know, um, when it comes to, like, the goalies that are available, here's what, here's what we got. And you guys tell me what you would do. Sure. Especially GM Jesse Blake, who is just... As the I gotta, GM. I got to mention tonight at some point in the show. Well, what, mention it. Now? Yeah, do it now. Oh, t- uh, tonight we have a huge stream because we are watching a game. We uh, Every couple of years we watch a game. If it's a big game, it's game seven, Leafs versus Panthers. And we're in the middle of a three-year window where we think we're going to win a cup. So what, what round are you in? It's round number one. That's why it's oh. a huge game. <laughs> because it's the Le- we're, 
I'm going to have to watch this. Back-to-back yep. years, we finished first in the standings in the Eastern Conference. We built a fantastic team, and we the, the Sim just can't go our way each time I in the playoffs. I might have to put this stream on. Last year in the playoffs, we lost in round one to the Flyers. So we got walloped. Oh, my God. We got walloped by the eighth seed. And then now, once again, first place in the Eastern Conference. We're going up against the Panthers. It's game seven because we blew a 2-0 lead in the series, and now it's game seven, and everything's on the line. D- did the Flyers get the Blackhawks bump, or is their GM legitimately better than in real life? What do you mean? Well, the Blackhawks bump is the video game is just like, oh, this is a Stanley Cup contender, mm. right? But the Flyers, no, no how the, did they get in? The Flyers just got, got lucky, I guess. I don't know. They, they went all the way to Stanley Cup Finals as an eight seed in that, in that year last year. But uh, yeah, we traded for Adam Fox at the deadline. What? <laughs> That's a quite the deadline pickup. Yeah, we, so we sold a whole bunch of futures because this is, like I said, we have a three-year window where like everybody is under contract. <laughs> it's beautiful. So we went out, and we got Adam Fox, and now it's Riley and Fox is our number one pairing. <laughs> That's and, pretty good. Yeah, That's all right. we, we can't get out of round one. Oh, oh my god! No, so, no surprise. So tonight, like we're watching the whole game. We'll do ten-minute periods, and hopefully, it's six p.m. Eastern on Twitch.tv/sdpn live. Uh, me and the crab people, we're going to watch, see if the Leafs go down in round one again. Anyways, I just want to okay. get that out there. It's huge okay. tonight. You're so I'm stressed. You're so entertaining. I'm stressed. Also, oh, why man. is Lucas Raymond, why was he the most hated Maple Leaf? <laughs> what happened? So, Why'd you guys all turn on him? Lucas Raymond is who we traded. Uh, that's how we traded John Tavares. Yeah. So for the years that have come up since then, he's dropped down to the third line on our team. Oh no! Because oh, that's a disaster. We've been we we drafted really well the year we stunk. We got two pieces: um, Shishkanov and Walensky. I think they're just creative players. I don't know if they're real life guys, uh, but I think so too. they're elite players. So they've bumped Lucas Raymond down the lineup, and he makes six point four million dollars. The chat has hated him. Because they're like, that's who you trade JT for. He's not even playing in the top six. What are you doing? Trade him, trade him, trade him. So finally, I'm like, okay, I want Adam Fox. We can package Lucas Raymond and Evan Bouchard and like two picks and wow. get Adam Fox. It was a huge deal. And so I sent him out the way. Everybody was so happy because he was vilified. He was like the FNUF, basically, of this franchise. It's like real the life. Kessel. It's, yeah. it's not even his performance. It's who he was traded for. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like real life. He was a decent player. He got to play so low in the lineup, and he was putting up some nice numbers for what he was. And You can't have a guy make it 6.4 in your third line. It, it came to a point where it was that. It, ma- it came to a point where it made sense as a GM to make the move. As a GM. I would never make the move just because everybody hated him. That's why I held on to him for three years. Can't listen was, to the fans. Exactly. Can't be emotional. But as a GM, it made sense to take away from the third line where we have a star like Lucas Raymond. He's still 23. And with a package of some other guys, I can go get Adam Fox. So it made sense from a trade perspective, and that's the only reason I did it. It wasn't the fan pressure, but added on top, the fans get what they want. Kessel Fanuf is gone. Our Lucas Raymond. So what goalies should the Oilers get? <laughs> Here's what we got. I was like, we should do this later, because I don't want to say No, it. I liked it. I liked it. It was a good little interlude. And then after the Oilers topic's over, we got to talk about Monday. If we put um, this clip up, we, we gotta talk. We about probably Fleury. need to edit it. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, so Marc-Andre Fleury is is the... This is a Rory Boylan uh, article at sportsnet.ca. Marc-Andre Fleury is obviously top of that list. Brayden Holpe and Anton Hudobin. Mm. Uh, Holpe's been good. Holpe, uh, Holpe has found success in Dallas. 916 save percentage. Uh, 3.52 goals against average. No, no, wait, that's a goals above average per hockey reference. Okay, never mind. Uh, but he's not bad. 
Uh, and Hudobin, you know, a couple of years ago was the guy who brought them all the way to the finals. And they're trying to move him, I believe. Because Jake said on 31 Ottinger? Jake Ottinger. 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 Yeah. Um, ben Bishop called it quits. If you want a cheaper option, I really like this one. I mean, I don't know how cheap it is because he just signed a, a multi-year deal. But Chris Drieger uh, in I Seattle. Was, I was going to suggest that. And I'm not afraid of how bad he's been this season because injured. every, well, injured, but also every goalie the Kraken have tried have been bad. Mm -hmm. And when, okay, when Grubauer's bad, um, you might look at that and go, oh, he's just, he's having a shitty season. And he is. But when every other goalie who you've put in there stinks as well, you go, okay, maybe there's something wrong with the recipe here mm -hmm. that's uh, screwing up the cake. I don't think they did a good job picking that team. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Said it at the time. Still believe it now. Cool uh, jerseys. Uh, Eunice Corposalo. Now, this one, I'm, I'm curious as to why Columbus, given the season they're having, which is great, yeah. why they would do this. Um, it's funny. It's one of those situations. Sorry, but let me just say, he is a UFA at the end of the year. Go ahead. Yunus Corposalo is the Chris Kreider of goalies, um, where he just barrels down the ice and attacks the other goalie and takes him out at the knees. No, um, it's, <laughs> he's the Chris Kreider of goalies because it's, uh, every year he's getting traded. He's getting traded. It, Georgiev is like this too. No, oh, he's getting traded. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. And he stays with that team. Merzlikens is clearly the guy. Um, Corpusallo does seem to make some sense for the Oilers, but like you said, if you're Columbus, wouldn't it be hilarious to just kind of keep him? Well, just to, what if Merzlikens goes down mm -hmm. and Columbus has made it past the first round one time? Uh, yes. One time in one. their entire history. I think you hang on to both goalies. <laughs> As a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I think you hang on to both goalies. Ever. And they won a qualifying round against, uh, I forget who. I think the, the writing's on the wall because they gave uh, Merzlinkus the extension and then now Corpusala's no UFA. So they've made a decision. I don't know if it's the right decision, but if you haven't asked that, you might as well trade him. And... I see. I don't think you do because, you, because again, what if Merzlinkus goes down and you're stuck with fucking Miko Koskinen in this great year that you surprised mm -hmm. everybody with? It hinges on Miko Koskinen, who's been awful because I'm assuming. Whoever they trade, Miko Koskinen's going the other way in some sort of reduced salary thing. Or Mike Smith. Oof. Oh, I think they nah. want to keep Mike Smith. They yeah. signed him with a two-year deal. They're like old Mike Smithy Poo. I see. That's the sort of deal where the Oilers would have to retain on Koskinen. Yeah. And acquire. Yeah. Uh, Salo. and I don't know if I don't know how much sense that makes for the Oilers. Oh boy, what a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. A mess. Um, the other one I uh, that that Roy brought up, and I forgot about this, is Semyon Varlamov. Now, here's interesting. I, let me read you a sentence or a couple sentences. These are crazy. Okay. Rory did a little research. The Islanders have faced several challenges this season, and an extremely slow start makes their playoff hopes already slim. However, New York is 7-2-1 and one in its past 10 games. Ugh. The Islanders' best run of the season. And that still puts them 16 points out of the wild card spot. Holy cow! <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, Varlamov's been really, really good for them the last couple of years, but Sorokin... He's Sorokin's the guy. the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Varlamov has the five-year hit, or the, sorry, the $5 million hit, um, and that runs through next season. So that would solve Edmonton's problem next year, too, because it's like, with, with, with Edmonton, they're always going to be the last guy in on free agents. So it's sort of like, how yeah. we have you, you, you're stuck here. The money works-ish. 
for a like yep. a, just a straight up swap. Yep. And Koskinen was actually drafted by the Islanders. He was a first round pick. Was he? Damn. He was oh. a first round pick, and his first ever game was against the Leafs. And so then you'd have Varlamov, Mike Smith, and they if you were able to make the playoffs, if Mike Smith's healthy, based on how he played last year, I really like that. It's better. Much better. <laughs> Much it's better. Definitely and better. you've got a goalie who is a proven performer now. Barry Trotz's system makes okay goalies look like Vesna candidates. Right. Look at, I mean, Brayden Holpe, no offense to Brayden Holpe, who has found his game again, that's great. But Brayden Holpe was never the same after that cup run. No, but he sort of went through... <clears throat> Sometimes players go through uh, post a really bad time in their career at the end of it where you can tell they're cooked and then they have a bit of a renaissance before it's all said and done. Ryan Miller sort of had it for a bit yep. before very not having it. Holtby's having it. Yeah, because he went to Vancouver directly after the cup run, right? Holtby? Uh, no, he stuck around in Washington for a year. Yeah. Maybe, but two? his next team after was the Vancouver yes. year, and that was a disaster year. That was a year from hell, and like I don't know how you blame him for that situation, but he definitely wasn't the cup run goalie. And just a note on the Islanders: we did the math in December with the uh, "Your Team Is Done" awards, and the math didn't math for the Islanders. Mm. Like it, it, they're playing at a ridiculous pace, and they can't catch up because they'd have to keep this up for the entirety of the rest of the season. So I think it makes sense to sell on Varlamov, and if you're Edmonton, go after that. There's a legit starting goalie. Who do you like in a conversation with Ken Holland and Lou Lamorello? <laughs> Who wins that one? Lou is going to put the screws to Ken Hall. You know that. Because you said it earlier, well, Steve. Well, everyone's you make calling the, him. You got, well, 100%. Mm -hmm. But you got to make the... Uh, and Ken Holland's desperate. He has to be. If Ken Holland's not desperate now, I don't know when the right time to be desperate would be. I'm, so, just, so, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the shortest conversation of all time. For Ken, Ken, it's Kyle. What do you feel about Michael Hutchin Click? <laughs> How do you, uh, what about a third round pick for Michael Hutchin Click? <laughs> that first round pick in Edmonton could be really valuable because they might go out and try and get a goalie and try and make the playoffs and they still fall short. And that pick might be a top 10 pick. Jesse, Ooh. that is tantalizing and juicy and Ooh. no GM in this league is that stupid. What you know mean? how little I think of GMs in this league. No what, do you, what do you mean? You think that somebody's? You think Ken Holland's going to put a trade protection on that? Yes, I think at most he does top five. I think Lou would be like, then fine, go go with the current goalies you have. I think at most he does a top five trade protection. If you're Ken Holland, I think you let the ship sink before you do that. I don't know. I don't know. Ship man. sunk, I don't, man. I don't know. If it keeps up like this, you're sunk anyway. Yeah. And, he and signed Duncan Keith. Somebody, listen, somebody told me on Twitter today, and I understand where they're coming from. They're like, listen, you got, you're really hard on Ken Holland. I'm like, yes. And, he's like, and what, what he said was, well, it's not his fault. It's really ownership. It's been going back for a generation. I'm like, yes, I know that. But Ken Holland had the opportunity with $20 million this summer to change things. And what he did was he bought the Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks best defenseman from 10 years ago. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I, it is Ken Holland's fault. He could do... I don't, I don't put that at Daryl Cates' feet. Daryl Cates said, go ahead and do, do your Ken Holland thing. Mm -hmm. And De Ken Holland, to his credit, did exactly what he's done for the last decade, which is underwhelmed. That's why I ask if we should be shocked that they suck. Well, I mean, maybe we should be less shocked. <laughs> A little less shocked. But I, it's the 16-5 and five start that gets me, Jesse. It's yeah. the... It's the you know, Mike Smith had a great year last year. It's the 16 and 5. It what's so shocking is they started like that. And you got two of the best players in the world. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now, off the Oilers for a second. We'll see what happens this weekend. Okay. Dave Tippett uh 
could not have been more morose in the press conference after the thing. I think we all know. And Saturday's Calgary. Oh, <laughs> and you know Matt Kachuk's going to be all in that. That's oh, much, that's, that's going to be a good watch TV. Oh, that is going to be a fucking great yeah. game. Dude, do you think he cares about you? He sacked his brother this week. Yeah, like, he doesn't care. Hit him right in the nuts. Now, um, <clears throat> I do want to quickly mention that as of Monday, we have an announcement to make. Um, and I, I always say announcement, announcement, announcement. We are adding another show to the network. Yes. And we're very excited about the show. Right. We and it you're is called... I, I tried, folks. I tried. We're not gonna we're not gonna release that information. No. But we do have another show coming. Um, they've already been in uh, uh, pre rehearsals. I heard are, it. Yeah. What it did is, you think? It is very good. It is. It is. Um. Um. It is exactly how we envisioned it. I was afraid of what you're gonna say. <laughs> what? I don't know. What? Because I would give it away. <laughs> I don't know what you were gonna say, and I was worried. I was like, no, "What's gonna so, come? Because so I'm gonna come out of his like, mouth next." I'm sitting here like, "How do I give my honest thoughts while also not blowing the can secret?" I, can I just? Can I just throw that? Can I? Can I tell you about a conversation that Jesse and I had? You fuckers! I know exactly what you're about to say. Do you? No. Yeah. You don't. How is Steve gonna blow this for us? No. Hundred <laughs> percent. No. No. Jesse, do you, should we talk about it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You know the conversation. conversation we had. With we have a lot of last weekend. No, the last weekend. Oh, remember? you have a lot of conversation. <laughs> should we? Should we have? Oh, that? I don't know what it is. Okay. So, mm. is, are you so, sure you want to have it? I don't. Know. I think it's funny. I don't think. We I think it's funny. I, don't I think, think we, should, we should do it. I think we should do it. I don't know. I'm doing it. I'm. I'm calling an audible. I don't know. Okay. Let me let you in on some goings on at the STP. Oh God. Audio that comes with you wherever you are. Yeah. So we, we audible, audible. Uh, so we um, uh, we're we're working on a plan for game over international and the Olympics. Right, I, that shouldn't surprise anybody. We got it kind of cut short on um uh, uh on juniors. on the world juniors. <laughs> we did one and, game. Yeah, I know. And and the question of it is like, and, and I'll just be straight up. The question is, okay, the game starts at midnight. Are we doing a live post game show at three thirty in the morning? You know, that's the that's the question. So w what's the best way to do this? We were talking with me and Jesse and Andrew talking about some of this stuff. And uh, and I said, so Andrew, you and Jesse and Andrew. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so we're meeting. so, so <laughs> this good. is the best part. So I said, hey, Andrew, we've got uh, we got a we got an update for you. We got a new show that we want to tell you about. Mm. And so I and and so I'm about to tell him this. And he said, oh, is it so and so and so and so? And I was like, yes. And I said, how did you know? And he's like, oh, Steve told me last week. <laughs> he's the only person I've told. He's the only person I told, and I figured it was cool. I figured I it makes sense. No, I, I, uh, oh. no, it was. <laughs> so maybe we're worried. We don't think you're going to blow it. I'm just kidding. I don't, I actually don't. Well, think he already gonna... did. Yeah, he blew it to Andrew. He blew yeah. the surprise. Um, it's going to be a very good show. Told Julie. <laughs> Julian is very excited about it. I told him about it last weekend. Oh, you told Julian well, about it. Well, because we have to tell everybody on staff. I haven't had even had the chance to tell CJ yet, so I don't think he knows. CJ knows. Does CJ know? Yeah. Did you tell oh, CJ? No, CJ said he knew. Maybe I told him. Yeah, you told you told CJ. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Tough to know who you're we talking. <laughs> we're talking one. about it record on Monday. And CJ yeah. said that you had mentioned it. I did it. mention it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Adam, um, you, don't blow this for us. All right? <laughs> Can you not blow even, this for us? Even Alan said, I think that's a great idea. Oh, you told Alan. Yeah, oh. I did tell Alan. Oh. Yeah. You were there. Oh. You were on the call. Oh, he was I there. I don't know. You were there. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, we have to tell our staff about it. 
Listen, Steve, I'm so I'm... glad we're adding a show to PM. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> My favorite network in the world, PM. They're doing great things. Do you want me to fix the cups I got you guys for Christmas that, that you're drinking? Out? Oh, you're not drinking out of them. Okay, that's fine. That's you fine. don't know what the SD stands for. Yeah, I said super duper. Yeah. It's a super duper podcast network. Yeah. It stands for Steve doesn't duck, duck you because you misspelled it. <laughs> Because it's autocorrect. Yeah, yeah. Puck, <laughs> puck, yeah. Yeah. Duck you, get off our call, you... Anyway, it's... That piece of crap, which I resent. You didn't need to call me that. That uh, was we're, unnecessary. We're, um, <laughs> I was so, in the, you said it. We've got a show. It's unnecessary. And yeah. and so here's what you're going to find out about it, Monday. You're going to find out around dinner time on social media, and we are going to follow it up with the Steve Dangle podcast that day, interviewing somebody... <laughs> about why this show is happening. Mm. And then you will get to meet that show next Wednesday on the Steve Dangle podcast as well. That is the layout. So expect something around dinner time, Eastern Standard Time on Monday, followed immediately by the Steve Dangle podcast. And you'll be able to hear immediately right off the top of the show why we're doing this. And I think it'll be pretty obvious why we're doing this. This is an exciting, awesome freaking concept and the people involved are amazing mm -hmm. really excited about it you, you so wanna, you want to tell anyone else they're loose lips well, <laughs> or, hmm, 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 who, who else are you gonna tell hmm? we had to tell everybody on staff I had to tell everybody oh we had to <laughs> we had to steven yeah steven listen adam i'm just trying to be a good employee and i told berkshire you know <laughs> I'm just trying to cast some benefits. Yeah, please. you can have some. Wait, we have some more. We have, please, sir. Can I have some? We're not there yet. Adam specifically told you not to tell anybody. And then you went and did it. So I don't know how you have any argument and how you're trying to, to defend yourself. I, I called an audible. And I said, fuck Adam, I'm older than him. <laughs> That's true. You By are a month, month and a day. A month yeah, and a day yeah. older As than me. As the yeah. elder... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, <laughs> hey, so uh, Leafs Nation's a bit divided right now. Why? And what I, happened? Uh, and, and obviously with another, uh, like I watched the two, the first two periods of the game on Wednesday and then promptly went to bed because I had to wake up early. And uh, oh. I, I, I caught the best part of the game. Um, <laughs> and I thought that this tweet perfectly summed up both sides. I, I know how it's so perfect that I know what tweet you're going to read. It's Fulhamans, right? Mm -hmm. Every time the Leafs slump a bit, we all have a discussion about whether it's time to worry or not. And I feel I should mention I developed multiple personalities for this years ago. I am fine and extremely upset. The Leafs are good and utterly doomed. Go Leafs go, but also fuck. <laughs> and I think that's so perfect. Let's, let's be straight here. The fact that they've given up this many leads 
recently is indicative of a few things. But I think to say that you would be completely unconcerned by it, I think is, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's reasonable to say, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, uh, oh, they've given up. They've only given up a 3-1 lead in four straight games. I'm not concerned. I think you'd be a little concerned. Sheldon Keefe certainly is concerned. <sighs> but I at the same time, teams do, do go through downspouts throughout the year. And let me say this. Jack Campbell's played a lot of hockey. Where's Peter Morazic? Can he yeah, play? No. They did sign him to a three-year deal with a lot of money. Where, where is Peter Morazic? I think it was Ailish Forfar who brought it up. It was on uh, uh, the morning show on the fan. And yeah, this guy needs to play. He has to play. He's he's got to play for the next five weeks, especially because yeah. February is going to be insane. He's he's got to play the way they meant for him to play, which is probably taking on fifty percent of the games. And I'm serious. I don't care how good Jack Campbell has been this season. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to make Morazic work. Yep, you have to. Yep. And if he gets hurt again, then the path forward is clear. But you have to get there first. Uh, Jack Campbell needs rest. Mm -hmm. He needs rest. It that's the beginning, middle, and end of it. He needs rest. His numbers have also fallen off usually as, as the season has gone on. Yeah. Well, because he's played all the games. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how the narrative have has changed for Campbell because people have been talking about how he hasn't been good the last few games. And I started to think I was like, when did this start? At what moment did he start falling off? And it was after he made the save of the season, hmm. and the Leafs still lost to the Avalanche because they win that game. Holy shit, was he playing bonkers that night? Yep. And probably the whole week that follows goes different, but the team in front of him abandoned him. The I have a hard time blaming him for the goals that are going in. The um the St. Louis game. The St. Louis game, like, they were dog shit you in should front of their own You probably lose that game. The oh, 100%. And the first Ryan Reeves goal, hysterical. Oh man. Hysterical. Oh, especially after he'd taken that bad penalty. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll get one over on Ryan Reeves. Nope. Oh. The, the first one's where he's in behind everybody and he's just standing in front of the net, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. It's just, dude, that's, the, that's such smart hockey, though. The like, biggest player in the NHL and you miss him. Yeah. Like, but the heaviest anyway. You're not doing anything on the ice. You just go stand in front of the net. Eventually, the puck will get to you. Yeah. That's good. And people are talking about, like, oh, man, it's Ryan Reeves. I'm like, any plug in the entire NHL, AHL, or ECHL with that much time and space can put it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're good hockey players. Twice yeah. even. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. It's At that point, you're shooting at a shooter tutor. Like, and and you have it's brutal. I mean, the thing was, they were up three one on the on the best goal in the NHL this year. Yeah, like you have three you goals can't. on Shostak, and you've got you, you can't lose that game. You, you can't. You, you can't, can't lose, lose that, that game. game. Am I panicking? No, but am I am I a little bit miffed that they kind of blew it? You know, you had the opportunity to really cement. Okay, we're and I get that they're you know the idea. Somebody told me, it's like, oh, well, they might be a little bit tired or they're out of shape or whatever. It's like, man, then the next couple months are going to be really hard so we, because they're playing like four or five in a, a week. We do need to talk about that. So because it's not just they're playing a lot of games. It's <laughs> playing a lot of games after playing none. Yep. It's related to COVID. So a lot of the team has had COVID. Yep. Recovery takes long. Uh, well, it takes uh, a different amount of time for everybody. Yes. And that's all fair and valid. And we don't know their individual health status so i don't know how any of us are supposed to go off that but also they're still playing games there are more games on the schedule like the nhl is determined to 
just put their head down and run. No matter, like they're running a race uh, without even looking up. <laughs> so they're just going to go through this thing. And 73% of the league has had it, I think is the number. Yeah, it's a lot. So every team is dealing with this in some capacity. Sheldon Keefe didn't seem to think it was an adequate excuse after the Rangers thing. Mm -hmm. Because that, I really did start to think, I'm like, maybe they're really going through it. Maybe they're battling this harder mm -mm. than other teams. And then the coach is just like, God, we're soft and purposeless. Can I play it? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think what you're saying, Sheldon Keefe, as you were going down the train of thought, Sheldon Keefe kind of dispelled all this by not giving him, his team a break. And here's what he said uh, post-game. Today, I just thought we played soft and we made poor decisions defensively. Uh, we couldn't sort anything out. Uh, I just thought it was... It's just, just far different. Like each game has been different, so it's hard. It's hard to to talk about patterns other than the obvious in that we've been giving up leads. But I just thought we got exposed today for being a team that was just soft, soft and purposeless, and just kind of playing the game and just hoping it was going to work out. I didn't think we had anybody that played well tonight. Coaches didn't coach well tonight. So today is a much different game than we've played in the others where we've given up and uh, given up leads and such. Just I just didn't think we had nearly enough urgency or purpose. Today, I, I just think if you're like, hey, soft the Leafs, how are they going to do it down the stretch? They got COVID, they got so many games. That's not, um, it's not a good enough excuse out. anymore. Uh, like Muzzin's clearly playing hurt. I don't know how he's going to play this nine different. and 15 like, games they got in February. Hard. It's hard to, like, I don't know to how he survives. And he's got a head injury. Yeah, now he yeah. has a concussion from that big hit. But, um, I just I thought we got exposed game. So there, there's something, for being I don't know what needs to change. If it's just the guys need to play differently. I'll tell you what I think needs to change first off. You know, everybody's hard on Justin Hall. Everybody's hard on Jake Muzzin. He's been playing hurt, I think. Travis Dermott. Uh, uh, you know, nobody, maybe nobody played a great game. Travis Dermott, that's one of the worst games I've ever seen Travis Dermott play. Yep. And he was on the ice for three of the four goals against, I think, when the Rangers came roaring back. It, it was, was him and, it's like him and Biega, him and Biega, him and Lilligren. Like, it was not. Yep. Sandine was on the ice for a few of them. And, uh, like, if we're doing the Rangers and Blues games together, mm -hmm. and Lilligren got the goal in the Blues game, that's great. <sighs> Some of those goals against. Big for nothing. Big for nothing. It's weird that the Leafs have taken such strides mm -hmm. in front of the opposition's net this yep. year. They have, like, easily. It's weird that they've taken such strides uh, in front of the net in the offensive zone, and it's almost like they've gone backwards in their own end. Well, I think, you know, everybody looks at Travis Dermott like he's a child or like he's a young kid. This no. guy's 25 years old, and yeah. he's played almost 250. Yes. Almost. Wow. Remember, he was on McDavid's team in the in the minors That's when right. McDavid got McDavid, right. McDavid's twenty five. He's played two hundred and thirty four NHL games, guys. This is a defenseman who should have it figured out by now. We have to stop looking at him like a prospect. Yeah, he's developing. not. People are like, yeah. oh, he's yeah. still got development to go. This and I'm sure that there would be, mm -hmm. but the reality is that he hasn't he hasn't panned out to more than a six seven option for mm -hmm. them. And 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 people keep going. Well, they're without their second pair. Let, let me say this as clearly as I can. I don't care. I don't care. They got to step up. Schedule doesn't give a shit, guys. Schedule doesn't care. And did I not say this 
Did I not say this? You think they're going to go four to seven with the Panthers? Mm-hmm. You think they're going to go four to seven with the Lightning? Healthy. I don't think they're good enough. But Keith is going, all right, kids, mm-hmm. let's see how this works. And he's throwing Lilligren and Sandine to the Wolves uh, to see how they do. And uh, their entrails are on the ground. <laughs> they're getting but eaten you need, alive. And it's not, but Sandine and Lilligren, you would expect that from. Dermot has been around long enough with a couple NHL coaches yeah. who he knows what to do and he has the skills to do it. It's funny because Riley Brody has actually been fine. They've been yeah. amazing. I love it. The, the bottom two pairs are just getting so, shredded. And the Leafs do need to make a move before the deadline. There's no question. You can't tell they me gotta. that they're, they're going to have to, one, maybe two. Not Ben Sherratt. Everybody's like, well, it's going to be Ben Sherratt. It's not going to no. be Ben Sherratt. Everyone needs to be prepared for these next five weeks to have a lot of games that look like this, I think. Because I don't think they can go out and add without properly evaluating everyone they have. And they're giving Biega a shot. <laughs> oh, if it's like the Rangers game, I don't think he's going to get too many more shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to see how Lilligren holds up in this top four role without Muzzin or without Hall. And they're going to have to give other guys a shot. See what Brendan Manel's got. See what Philip Crawl's got. Uh, I'm trying to think of other dudes on the uh, Dahlstrom. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. I don't know how many guys on the Marlies are hurt either. And the Marlies had, uh, I think it was the biggest COVID outbreak in hockey. Oh. So if the Leafs are dealing with it, they're dealing with it. They have a lot to evaluate, man. They have a lot to evaluate. I, and, and let's not let the forwards off the hook too, because they yeah. haven't been adequate defensively at all either. I don't want Dubas to trade a first round pick. Not no, again. We no. saw how it's gone the last, like three times he's done it, two times he's done it. Like Nick Polino last year was a disaster, and it's not, it's not warranted this year. Like, don't go out and spend that first round pick for Nick Felino. It's not that Nick Felino was a mistake. It's that um, you spend all that on one guy, and one guy can get hurt at any given moment. Yeah, you know what I mean. So even if it were Taylor Hall, it's, oh man, look at this great trade, and he, you know, so. <laughs> I know we criticize Ken Holland for not wanting to do it every year, but I mean, you can't do it every year. Uh, we're, we're talking about don't go out and trade two seconds for Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, like, it's a little bit different from first round pick for Patrick Marlowe to not play for you mm-hmm. and first round pick for four games of Nick Felino. I don't want it a third Like, time. Seth Jarvis would look really good on the Leafs right now. <laughs> but I, I, I also want to say this. I also want to say this. Yeah. I, I disagree with you guys. I think you do trade the first round pick. Oh, three because, times? Yeah, because you look at... Listen, uh. I, I believe in this group. I think they're going to break through. And I think they got the goalie to do it. Yeah, my, yeah. my problem is, is, that, is that next year... It's going to be Peter Moraz, unless unless there's some miracle that Jack Campbell could be signed for less than six million dollars. Jack Campbell may not be a Leaf next year, and you're getting a really good goalie now. And I think, man, why not now? It has to be now. You have to do this now. You built for this. This is what you do. So go and you trade. You fire that first round pick into the sun, and you get you get some talent in the door on defense who can who could be tough and smart. That you could throw it to because you're not building for the future now. You're building for the now. Now <laughs> you're this is the, the now. now. I don't care if they trade all the picks. I could care less. 
Fire them all out the door. Who cares? And because they actually you have, drafted well. Because exactly. You have Austin Matthews. You have Mitch Marner. You have William Nylander. If you went through three or four drafts in a row, the chances of getting three guys at that talent level is pretty slim. Pretty damn slim. Ask any team that's tried to rebuild. Look at the Sabres. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you got to support those guys. You've got, for better or for worse, they're your fucking guys. And Tavares too. And Riley. Go and surround them with the most talent you can possibly find. I think I was uh, wrong in uh, last show or two shows ago when I was like, yeah, I don't know if Klingberg would help them. Yeah, fucking, yes, he would. What, what, Steve? Yeah. Just because he's not going to play on the power play? Like, maybe he'll be second unit? Uh, like, at this point, they need anybody a, <laughs> a, a guy on the second pair, mm-hmm. right-handed, who's better than Hall or Lilligren. Uh, I know that's the situation that the Leafs got into with Barry. Um, I think Klingberg is a little bit better than that. Yeah. Um, they just need a right-handed, ideally, defenseman, or at least a defenseman who plays the right side, who's better than either of those two. So it's either going to be a long road ahead where they evaluate everyone, mm-hmm. or they need to make a move now because it'll save the rest of your guys in the long run. It'll save you from having to let, uh, or having to make Muzzin rush back or Hall rush back. It'll save you from assassinating the confidence of some of your young guys who have actually been pretty good in the NHL and AHL up to this point. Um, Dubas has a decision to make. It looks like it had come at their five-day All-Star break. Like I, mm-hmm. the Kings February have, first, the Kings have 14 or 13 days off for the All-Star break. What? The, the Leafs have five. Like The Kings, they, they get their two weeks because they've been playing the games the whole time. The Leafs have been off for a month. What was the Sens one? Oh my God, the Sens play out. They get four, I think it's four or five days off going into the All Star break. So then the Saturday oh, happens. So they, they get it before. But like four days. Yeah. And then they come back Monday, Tuesday, back to back. Oh, <laughs> it's brutal. Uh. All, the, all the Canadian teams got screwed with this new schedule that they just released because they have to make up all these games in a short amount of time because the season's not moved at all. A lot of back to backs and a lot of back to backs with travel. Yeah. And so Mraz has got to play. Yeah, he has to play and like he's got to play two of three like you got to you have to make a conscious effort to sit Campbell and that's going to be a difficult conversation with Sheldon Keefe because coaches want to win. They don't give a shit about this rest shit. So you're going to have to have that conversation, man. Yeah, I have to tell him, listen, Mrazik's going tonight. Listen, Wall is going tonight. Potentially, Um, we're going to give Colgren a shot. They have to rest Jack. They have to rest Jack or it's all for nothing. And the, uh, the point I want to make with the schedule is that okay. in that little window, that's when the first trade happens. Yep. And then you evaluate at the end mm-hmm. and then you make another move or you don't at the end of the trade deadline. I think that's what Dubas is going to look at. You know, you make your first one in Feb, their little five-day break. You make another one at the end of the trade deadline and we'll see what the team looks like from that. Could be. I'm just trying to look at their schedule here. They also have a little break coming up, I think, next week. Don't they? Uh, coming up next week, it wouldn't be a long break. It's not a particularly long break, mm-hmm. but it's one where you could make a trade. And I know. I know that. Um, I know that it's going to be uh, exhausting for everybody watching that much hockey. But I'm sort of looking forward to seeing the Leafs more than twice a week. No. Oh I'm yeah. To like it. I get. I, yeah. I. You know. It's. It's a really. Oh, you gotta, if you're not in Canada, you know, we've got. We've had these stupid. Uh, you know, we've had so much stupidity. Um, and you know, we're in lockdown and it's January and today, like I woke up this morning and went to work and when I got to work, it felt like minus 34 Celsius. 
outside. It was minus 26. Like, I, I, you know what gets me through those mornings is knowing that there's a hockey game that night mm. and that I get to watch the Leafs. And watching a guy like, like look at Mitch Marder, the way he's played. That's, that's, what I, that's joy for me. Joy. You know, there's, there's two good things about this past week. It's getting to watch the Leafs play, and it's easier to pick up Iggy's poop. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, dog poop in the winter is great, as long as it doesn't get buried. Because it's petrified. Frozen. And uh, it, you, it doesn't get lost in the snow because that's frozen, too. There you go. Um, so, the Leafs, this is interesting. It's not a very long break, but they are at home for nearly a week. So, they play the Islanders uh, on the road. Man, they've been on the road for a long time. Uh, tomorrow, that's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then they have one, two, three days off before hosting the Anaheim Ducks on Wednesday, and then another two days off uh, before another weekend road game. So the Leafs are going to be at home for six straight days after they play the Islanders. To me, mm-hmm. if they're able to pull off a deal, like a small one, there's a good window. And then, like Jesse said, they're going to have another five-day window uh, they play New Jersey February 1st, and then they don't have another game until Carolina in Toronto <sighs> on the 7th. Okay, but so here's what they need to do with those next few games. While, while you have the, the and I understand uh, the recovering from COVID and everybody's going through it, whatever, while you have the opportunity to be rested, win those games. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easier on yourself. Make it easier on yourself. Win those games so you at least have a little bit of points buffer. Mm-hmm. And I listen, I mean... <laughs> this is what was so shitty. It's like, well, if they win the games, then who are they going to play? Florida or Tampa? Or if they go into the wild card, they get to play Carolina. Dude, it's like, a nightmare. It's a, it's, 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 it's a nightmare. The, the Eastern Conference is insane. But it's so good. I still feel like they've Boston. got the talent to do it. I think they've got the talent to surprise. And I hate to say that about this team, but I feel like they might have to surprise. They like, I don't know if they go into the any of those series as the favorite, but they can win any of them. Yes, and they got to find out some more shit about themselves, man. And so many of those games, by the way, like it, so many of them are on the road. I know they're missing I know. five home dates. That's how bad the NHL needs Toronto's money. That's how bad. And I have a feeling it's going to be three, by the way, because two of those games are right when they're going to start to reopen things. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. Gary is going to be on Doug's phone every day. Hey, Doug, how's your little shovel? Listen, <laughs> I wanted to talk about, can you open the fucking building? Can yeah. I give you the dates? Sure. Uh, Ontario will allow 50% capacity on February 21st. Mm-hmm. March 14th, they'll be at 100%. And starting from January 31st is kind of irrelevant, but it'll be 500 fans. Wow. I yeah. just... February. Okay, fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sure. Um, and remember, that's $3.5 million every home game they don't have fans. Just blown out the door. No, but, uh, um, you know, those 500 people make up some of that. And this is also from Elliot. In comparison, six hundred grand for the Sens. For a full building? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's, uh, that's their average they make on a game. Oh. I don't know if that's the full building number, but that's what they're, they're losing that's a game. That's what they are. Yeah. Ooh. So $3 million <laughs> compared to 600 grand. So. You okay. know what? That's Brad Marchand was right. <laughs> All you other teams, you broke ass. Shut. Sh- put, put, keep your fucking voice down. Real teams are speaking. That was a funny. That was a, <laughs> yeah. that was a funny tweet. Like, it was you guys are the tweet. reason we play at, at Bay Escrow. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Alan got into it. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Alan Walsh's tweet. Yeah. He's like, the reason you play pay escrow is because a bunch of players betrayed the uh, the players union. And then Brad, <laughs> he's Brad like, Marchand tweets him back. He's like, Alan, it's not that kind of a party. Yeah, was, <laughs> uh, Alan, I was just having fun. You didn't have to bring up uh, all that. Um, <laughs> hey, who's a better hockey team? Vegas Leafs. or the Leafs? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> probably Vegas when they're healthy. Well, let me throw this at you. Vegas has played 41 games this year. They have 50 points. The Leafs have played 37 games. They have 51 points. Whoa. The Leafs would be Leafs number better. one in the Pacific Division mm. if they were to move there right now. If you could uproot Toronto. In most divisions, they'd be... First off, they would have played almost like the least amount except for Carolina. And they would be. They would have four or five games in hand on most of the leaders. This team is in really good shape. It's just that you've got Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Boston. Fuck! Three this times. Is, this is the dichotomy with the team. They've been the best team in the National Hockey League since November. Nobody has a better record than them. But nobody has confidence in the team. Well. What do you do? I, I still feel like they can. Like, I really, I, I, I say that honestly. You know, and there was Rangers fans chirping me on Twitter, which I, I get. I'm like, I feel like this team has magic. And, and they're like, yeah, what kind of magic's that? I'm like, <laughs> Voldemort was a wizard too. Um, but I, 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 I do think that they, I really think that this is the strongest team they've put forward in a long time. And, and you know, you could have looked at... last year. You no, could have yeah. looked, for sure. You could have looked at the last couple of years and said, maybe that this X team has more talent. The, Nazem, the last Nazem Kadri year had more talent, whatever. They're being coached better. Mm. They're, they're, there's less COVID interruption. There is still COVID interruption. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I think their fucking brains are straight. Mm. I really, I think they're like, we've been through this. We can get through this. I really believe that. That's Wh- why. I- what do you tell Sheldon Keefe? Um, I think, I think they just need to play more games, to be honest with you. I think, yeah. I think, I, listen, I, I was saying earlier that, you know, they, 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 they got to win because, you know, while you're, while you have some time, make it easier on yourself. But I also think hockey players are creatures of habit. And um, if I were to say go like uh, go a, a whole week without being on this show, my rhythm would be off for the first little bit coming back. There's no question. In my own mind, whether or not you could hear it on the camera, for sure their rhythm's off. For sure. And, and I think you, you ratchet up the intensity the more you play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably part of it. I think their mojo's a little off because they're playing two games a week and everybody else is playing three or four. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I, that's a that's an argument that makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, you're playing two games a week. It's just not natural. Yeah, it's just you've played hockey. Sometimes you've played two games a day every yeah. day of your life. Yeah. And then it's like, well, no, you're. it's Wednesday night, and I don't know what I'm going to do until Saturday. I'm going to preface this with this thought is wrong. Okay. Um, but here's my thought. Uh, someone, maybe named Kyle Clifford, I would like it if they mauled someone for no reason. Whoa. Pick someone at random and maul them. Maul them. Confetti gloves and maul Has them. he been as Clifford enough? Like, has he been edgy enough? Oh, you know, for a, Clifford? for a tough guy, he's got, you know, good defensive numbers. Wow. Tell me something that I give less of a shit about. <laughs> I, I challenge you. I bet you can't. Well, at least for eight minutes a game, we can trust the centerman that's out there. That's, I don't, he's, I don't hey, think what you're asking is going to win hockey games, yeah. if I'm being honest. Like, I don't uh, think no, that applies to the Leafs I think a little not bit blowing of a lead. But you, when, okay, when, I, love, I love that the Leafs beat the Blues, yeah. uh, even though they blew the 3-1 lead mm-hmm. because of how the Blues played them. They were assholes to the Leafs, and they beat them physically. 
And there were a few moments during this game or that game where I was like, nothing? Hmm? Like the Rangers. Okay, there's Ryan Reeves. That's a problem. But against the Blues, I was like, nothing, huh? Nothing? Like, I want to see the rest of the team play with the reckless abandon and disregard for their well-being that Michael Bunting does. Oh, I love that. I love Michael Bunting. I love it. And and that fourth line gets out there, and it's Clifford, who's huge and tough. There's Spezza, who's at very least huge. And And can be tough. We've seen that. And can be tough. And there's Simmons, who is, like, who's opening that door? Not too many guys. (laughs) And there are other big guys on the team. Like, this is... This is... You're talking about base... But human I behavior. Need, you know, here's. I think I know what you're saying. Can I say what, it's, it's an six attitude. guys who don't who do it? It's an attitude. Yeah, but they didn't. But here, yeah. So if if what if what Steve if if I if I'm you know if I'm stepping in you know nope. if I'm stepping in what sure. you're saying, um, what I'm thinking is that the base human instinct is when you are on the bench and one of your one of the players on your team throws a massive hit mm-hmm. or gets into a scrum around the net, it gets your blood up, mm-hmm. gets you boiling. Mm-hmm get you fired up mm-hmm. and and then you're the next shift to come on and you're like Arr! right that's what you're talking about jacob truba almost took clifford's head off in the rangers game and nothing mm. there wasn't even a response hit that shift or later in the game there oh. like when when i talk about things that i've seen in the past and trying to prepare for the playoffs Ken Reed talks about room and you can roll your eyes at him and the old man and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. We're talking about how good the teams in the Eastern conference are. The blues are a fucking problem because they got the skill and they don't give a shit about you or your family. Told you Jordan Cairo is a menace. It's a menace. Yeah. It's a problem. I think you're just reiterating everything Sheldon keeps said. 20 minutes ago on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but he's saying they're playing too soft, which is right. They're playing too soft. So so what do you think he meant by soft? They're playing too soft in front of the net or no one's afraid of them? Because I think it's both. Yeah, I 100% think it's both. I think it's an overall thing, an overall attitude. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, what, what if part of the reason... What if it wasn't a blown assignment? And what if no one just wants to say, excuse me, Mr. Reeves, can you please move from the crease? Mm-hmm. What if it's that? On That's soft. Uh... So, oh. so we'll leave it at that with the Leafs. Yeah. I do want to get your ass kicked. I want to quickly mention fight um, and lose. Like Ryan, Ryan Rashog tweeted today that he said coaching change is not imminent today. That's his sense of things. Going to be a day by day process. Any poor result versus Calgary, there likely won't be any choice. It looks like mm. Glenn Galutzen would be the interim coach. You know, Calgary's former coach. Yep. Who tossed them? Tossed a stick and Joey Bats over yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> coached the listless fr- Flames. They were bad that year. Yeah. Um. And he said. Um. Uh. And then Rashad goes on to say, um, it's not ideal to fire. T- <laughs> tough to fire Tippett for something the GM wasn't able to fix. That said, lost run with the group and tons of blame on Tippett is fair. Results are what they are. But guys, this is a Ken Holland problem. I'm just saying. Man. Anyway, let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Earlier this season, to put a bow on the conversation we had, Mike Pizzetta from the Habs fought Ryan Reeves. And everyone in the hockey world had two thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
What a fucking idiot. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he scored a goal with his face a couple nights ago. He did. <laughs> and then last night scored a goal with his stick. He did. I saw him in the, in the preseason. I was just like, this guy's going to play games for the Habs. Yeah. He's been good. He's going to play games for the Habs because he's fearless and doesn't give a shit. The Leafs <laughs> need to play with a little bit more of that. Again, I just want to shout out Andrew Berkshire for continuing to <laughs> trudge his way with game over. Uh, the season from hell. His tweet. His tweet. Wow. Are they going to win two straight? No. <laughs> no, they're not. They are. Almost. But In no. case you haven't been paying attention, and this is for Andrew. I love you, man. 8, 25, and 6. Like, what do you even say? What do you do with that? The Leafs, when they tried to be bad, were not that bad. Right. right. A lot of teams. A lot of the worst tank jobs we've ever seen. Oh, my God. Are they? Is their pace worse than the McEichel Sabres? <coughs> I think it might be. <coughs> At this point, it looks like it might be. That yeah, a pretty bad team. All right, Jesse, questions. Um, one, this is the press conference uh, segment where we have questions. If you would like to be a part of this. Monday, we're going to do something different because we have a fun new social media team here. Uh, Jamie and uh, Robert, they're, they're working the SDPN socials now at SDPN Sports and everything. On Monday for the press conference, there's going to be a little Instagram story on at SDPN Sports on Instagram where you see the little questions box and you can ask questions there. I'm going to be taking questions for the press conference on Monday from Ooh. our Instagram stories. I love that. So... Go follow us on Instagram at SDPN Sports. If you want to get a question in for the press conference, hit up with a little questions box on our Instagram stories that morning, Monday morning. Ask a question and it'll be featured in this segment of the show. Great. Ooh. Two, there's a lot of reaction to our teams that we picked. Oh. We, uh, we do owe Steve an apology. Yeah, you do. We never told him that he had to pick a goalie. I thought that that would just be obvious. We no, but you said... <laughs> When we started the bit, because I went back and listened to it, you're like, all right, we're going to do 12 rounds. And I thought, great. Uh. And so I started picking my team. And by the time we had decided it's only going to be six, I'm like, well, shit. Like, when I said 12 rounds, I meant 12 picks. That's what I thought he oh. meant. And, and Adam understood the assignment. And everybody listening understood the assignment. And Steve didn't understand the assignment. But I did not. that is our fault for not clarifying, I guess. Yes. And so are we going to draft some more? Is Online, when we posted uh, our teams, and we're not going to draft more, it's okay. okay. When we posted our teams, you got just demolished for not having a goalie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a team that was old as shit, one defenseman, no goalie. <laughs> you picked a disaster. It's okay. At least you made it into a graphic and tweeted it. <laughs> oh, and put it on Instagram. Incredible. Uh, uh. What is that? That looks like a good book. Uh, somebody in our Discord, where we usually take our questions, press conference questions, AJ Paz said, this got liked today. It is a tweet from three years ago that says, look what arrived today. Steve Dangle from Ad Amazon told my fiance that I have this, an LFR, and a podcast to listen to. Her response, it is going to get loud in here. Sure is. Sure the is. Yep. Oh, that was a nice throwback. Sure is. This is from IC3 of me. Could Mike Babcock be the Oilers solution? No. I he might be. Might just be a coach and change, new voice. Like, here's the thing about Babs. Uh, Was he McDavid and Drysaddle really like him. Because he's good to the stars, right? Uh Warren Fogel may not like him as much. Well, and yeah, good to the stars, just not with their rookies. 
Yeah. It's, He's good to veteran players, you know. Um, unless they're Johan Franzen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's he does. Just, he picks and chooses. Like, the thing is, I, I, I don't think long term it's the right move. And I don't even think Mike Babcock's totally, like, from what I've heard from what CJ's talked about on that show, you know, and what we've read, I don't know that he's, that he all, that he th- wants to come back. Hmm. He may not want to. You know, I will say this for him. I mean, he's a millionaire who is coaching hockey in his home province. Like, it's sort of like what I say about the hunters. Like, I don't know. Like, sort of sounds like they're crushing life. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, I'm making, I've, I'm making a pile of money. I have more, I have generational wealth and I'm at home and I'm coaching some kids. Yeah. And you, you have to, I would imagine that Mike Babcock coaches uh, university level kids a little differently than NHL players. Right. One hopes. Like, I One don't, hopes. I don't think he's that much of a bag of rocks. I surely we can get more creative uh, than Mike Babcock. Yeah. They, they need young energy in there. Two more quick questions. This is from Kirko and Marcel C. Thoughts on the distinct kicking motion rule? We saw it come up again with Matthews. Oh. Is it time to get rid of it? Is it time to alter it? What do we do with that dang so rule? You can't not have a kicking rule because you can't have people yeah. kicking a blade, right? Yep. That's why you can't do that. It's so dangerous. However, <laughs> however, I, I think the way you make the rule simple is you say blade's got to stay on the ice. What part of the blade? The All of the thing? whole blade. Or like blades got to stay down. But then we get into the replays of the microscopic. Is that part of the blade on the ice? There's the the one the clip that was going around was I think it was Chris Tierney of the Sens is very it's obviously his blade is on the ice, but he's holy shitting mother he's kicking it man blades on the ice though blades on the ice so is that it i think that's it's, what it's got to be you can do whatever oh. so let's make it super simple entire blade must be on the ice yeah so you can kick it What's as hard as you can blade? yeah you can kick it as hard you as can you can drag kick it's oh, a drag God. kick you just slide and guys are going to get too good at that good yeah i'm not i'm fine with that yeah just as, make the rule clear that's the rule because like i saw that goal and i saw matthews and i'm like come on Man, like, I don't even know if his blade left the ice. It's just that mm-hmm. his ankle did a little flicky. Yeah. He was trying to direct the puck to his own stick, and he just happened to forward it into the net. Are, we allowed, like, are we allowed to show that gift that Steve tweeted, or is that technically uh, NHL property? Anyway, what, yeah. what Steve tweeted, if you can look at Steve's timeline, you look at them side by side, and you go, how does one... Listen, you could say both of them shouldn't count, but how does one of those count and the other doesn't? Right. I, that's I, the problem. There's You got to be consistent here. Yeah, so people didn't know my stance on that because all I did was I retweeted it and I said, come on, man. Um, <laughs> I, I am of the opinion that neither is a goal. Okay. Personally. I'm not like, oh, Matthews, you should have. No, I'm a, I, I don't think either is a goal. Mm. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, Jesse's pulling it up. The last question. This one was from, I don't have your name in front. Here it is. From Yidi. Adam, I think this is specifically for you okay. a little bit. Okay. Any current players you think would make a great career in the media when they retire? Ooh. Oh, I think Steve's good at this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, PK. PK's fucking podcast. I'm so mad at PK Subban. I had to work really hard to get to this level. PK decides one day he's going to install a microphone in his house and his fucking his show is better than anything I could hope for my, for myself. He's just a personality. So PK's a good one. Um... Uh, I, I really, and I, I like the viewpoint he has. I like what he stands for. Um, I know that 
in the past, he's been a polarizing personality. Uh, but I think P.K. Subban is exactly what you need on TV. We call them high-definition characters. That's what P.K. Subban is all the way. The only piece of feedback I would say for him is uh, he needs to be... He'll be so much better once he's retired. Yeah, of course. He's got like, too he's many friends. He's got too many friends in the game. Um, yeah. You know, you got to be able to... <laughs> then there's Shaq and Charles Barkley, who's just like, they're garbage. Everyone's garbage. <laughs> and I don't and, know... And what I like about Shaq and Charles, too, is like, it was tougher when we played. <laughs> it was tougher when we played. And like, they're just... Yeah, I hope PK says that. On top of being Shaq and Charles Barkley, which is wonderful... Like they're just every old broadcaster. I, I you think, know what I mean. I think we're seeing it uh, too. I, I mean, he's not a. I guess he's not a former player. He still plays professionally. But Frank Corrado. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, if you want to hear what Frank Corrado sounds like, listen to it. I know. I noticed that he's all of a sudden showing up on Leafs Lunch a lot. Yeah, TSN's, which I'm really happy for him. TSN's gonna steal him. Oh, for sure. They're stealing him for sure, which is making me upset. But yeah. uh, tough to compete with them. Uh, I think. Hmm. Um, I think sometimes, and this is where the I think the U.S. networks get it wrong. Uh, I have a friend that's a, a former professional athlete, and he's and he's been in the media and stuff like that. And he said, if you want to get a job in my sport in the states, you you can't have been what I was. Which he said, I was a you know a, uh, I was an everyday guy, right? But I was an everyday day guy for seven years. I'm not a hall of famer. He's like, if you want to get into on the broadcast in the states, you must have been like a hall of famer, yeah, or a special personality, i.e., PK. And and Biz, I guess too. Biz would be, you know, uh, but Biz has a bit of a different story, he, right? He's an anomaly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that that's wrong. Yeah, I think that that's wrong because what often happens is a lot of the stars are kind of boring anyway. Like I've I've never like a Rod's kind of crazy, so I'll sort of listen to what he has to say. But there's some times where you go like like Oral Hirschheiser was a really good analyst uh, and was a really good pitcher. Oh, he wasn't a Hall of Fame pitcher, but he was a really good like in-game analyst and is able to kind of break things down. I feel like where they get it wrong in the States is they obviously they go for the name brand all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think what you need to do sometimes is just look once once the sport's over. Give me the person who's got the most personality all day, every day. I got a great name. What's that? Brendan Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher would be sick. Brendan Gallagher would be amazing. Would be absolutely fantastic i think the kachucks would be very good both, both of them. them yeah both of them um, um i don't know if he'd be willing to do it but if he were willing to give it a try um morgan riley would be so re reluctantly good yeah <laughs> at the media you take him seriously he yeah he's he's just so i love his dry humor mm -hmm. uh from what i saw brendan perlini Hey, hey, you know what? That's not a bad answer, like, man. Why not? That's not a bad he, answer at he, all. That was a perfectly well-spoken, well-thought-out thought that he had from that we played in the last uh, clip. That was great. Um, I think he'll retire to his farm and we'll never see him again, but probably. Joe Thornton. Oh, Joe would be great. Yeah. He'd be... Joe, if I was putting together a TNT panel, it has to, Joe has to be on that. I don't think we'll ever see him again. I think oh. he'll just Jerome McGinley to the mountains. But I want him disappear. to be... He'd be the shack of hockey. Right? Yeah. Just the old grizzled tall guy who says crazy he shit. Might, he might be able to be convinced. And nah. then, like, imagine a retired panel of Burns and Thornton. <laughs> That'd be fun. Be is good. Burns, yeah, Burns is good in front of the camera. Yeah. He's, he was on the podcast. Adam wasn't there that day. No, Dow Dowdy was. Oh, oh, that was, was Dowdy. Yeah. Oh, the other beard. Was, you got the yeah. guy wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Burns. No, it's yeah, the yeah. other bearded, toothless yeah. guy. <laughs> it was Dowdy. That's... Dowdy would be great. Yeah. Dowdy's a good and, personality. And don't, don't tweet me that Phil Kessel would be good on TV. No, he, he would not be good on TV. No, 
Uh, people are gonna be like, well, "What about Phil?" Not Phil. I know you guys it. think it's hilarious, but he's like, he's funny in an Instagram post. He's not funny on an everyday TV show. Yeah, we need the hockey version of an idiot abroad. The he'd stuff be amazing. Brad Marchand's been very yeah. funny oh, lately. Yep. He'd, be fun. uh, yep. he'd be good on TV. Did you see him when he took somebody's phone from the stands yep. and he recorded into a video and he handed it back? Okay, awesome. So here's my panel. Here's my panel. Okay. Oh boy. So you got, you need two players, two broadcasters, right? If we're gonna recreate sure. the TNT. Right? No, they have three players. Oh, they have three that, players. Because Kenny played, too. Yeah. You know? And Ernie. So yeah. Ernie didn't play. <laughs> I'd want... I don't know who the host would be, but I, I can... Steve. Okay. okay. Steve's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've heard Steve... Why are you laughing? I've heard Steve drive a conversation. It's not good. It's different. He's. That's not his... That's not your role. No. It's right? Not. It's it's that's okay. Right, okay. It's your host. No, it's not me. No, it's not yes, me. No, no, no. no, 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 no it would have to be somebody who's a little more... No, I know, but in this scenario, you need... No, no I'm serious. Jackie you need Redman. Some, sure, Jackie's good. You there need you someone go. who's a little more serious and straight mm -hmm. forward, just straightforward. You can do that. Okay, so you need that. He's not going to say himself, yeah. though. Absolutely we not. We know it's him, but... Uh, Adam, Adam. I would rather be... I'd be the... I'd listen, I'd love to host a show like that, but I can tell you I'd, I'd much rather be the guy who created it and put it on our network. Okay, so Adam's so hosting this. Here's what I would want. Three panels. I would want... Um, I would want Martian... I would want Thornton, and I would want either PK or, or, because Marshan and Thornton, like, I feel like, you, first off, Shaq, what's great about the, the placement is Shaq and, uh, and Charles yell at each other from across the room. They're always on the opposite sides of the desk, right? PK would be fun, but I, I almost sometimes... You can't have PK and Marshan. They I don't think you can have, hate each other. I don't think yeah. you could have those two together. So I yeah. feel like... I feel like it's got to be, I feel like it's got to be Thornton, um, uh, PK, and then you need a player who is a little bit more of like the Harvard graduate hockey player. A little bit more like, because you know that, that Marshy is going to be a shit talker. You know that Thornton's going to be a shit talker. I need somebody in there who's a little bit more like, uh, in, you know, very intelligent, a little bit, and then a host who can just drive the conversation. Who's the... Who's the the point Dexter hockey nerd player? And don't tell me Sidney Crosby because he's not great on camera. Okay, I think that could be Brendan Gallagher still. Yeah, because even though he's really prickly, he will post video and talk about video and analyze video. Here's why this is a goal. This should be a goal because this, this, and that. That's he what likes you need. using video evidence because at the beginning of the season, he knows he's an asshole mm -hmm. in the crease. So before every season, they send the video package. Here's what is and isn't allowed. And he studies it, and he spends the whole rest of the season trying to walk a tightrope across that line. I think he could be – He's to me, he's such a great potential multi-purpose media guy. Yes. I also like um... – uh, funny. I like what BX is doing uh, on Hockey Night Canada. I think he's been amazing. I like him. Too. He's the highlight of that yeah. of, of that show, frankly, for me. Yeah. Um. But I think what I what I would do with PK. So if you if that's your starting panel, your intermission, your your and I hate to use the example, but what Don Cherry did for years, PK could do. Oh yeah. But not without you know without the uh, the xenophobia and all the other shit that went along with it. Uh, and the nat the ultra nationalism and just all get, that. Just get the suits altered. Just have and then have somebody straight edge like Ron McLean was hmm. next to PK Subban. Me, I'm PK's straight got edge. the. I could do that. There, whatever. <laughs> Jesse, whatever. You know what I mean? You you, you got to have something like that. Hmm. I think PK is so much personality that he's got to be the star of that segment. And you need 
Some guys like him, they are the best in five to 10 minutes. If you can get them in five minutes, you leave the audience wanting more and they're going to come back every week. And Don Cherry, when the whole magic with him, when he was at his peak, was that, that you, you got five minutes and, right. and you got a little at the end of the game and that was it. Because any more than that would have been too much. Yeah. But PK would be, I think PK, whatever Don Cherry was at his height, PK would be 10 times that. 10 fucking times that. In terms of popularity. He's just, so talented. I don't think anything that. like that on TV can ever be replicated again. It's just a different world. Well, I think you can, I, I don't think you'd want to replicate it. I think you want to read, I think you want to throw the format out the window. No, but I mean like the everybody shut the hell up Ron Burgundy's on. Like I, I think that's done. I don't know about that. No? I don't know about that. It depends on how, and, and we would put, like, if it was our network and we were doing a live game and we were putting this together, it's how you disseminate that. Yes, everybody shut the hell up um, um, in the live in the moment on TV. Probably not. Because, because but if that clip, PK Subban would be no. viral every Saturday. Stephen A fired Max Kellerman for a reason. It exists on TV right now. You go turn it on. It's on at fucking one o'clock on TSN or whenever they show first take. You know, like Stephen A said, everybody clear out. I'm ISOing. This is my show and I'm yeah. doing it. Hmm? That's I, it, it, it he does, and he's the biggest <clears throat> sports broadcaster in the world. Yeah, you're you right. know, you're right. It's happening. Yeah. And like Adam said, PK would be great for a situation like that. And you, you, you have him in a I, like PK would be and he's great with kids and he's great with doing charity. You need to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think that would be an unbelievable panel and, and then an unbelievable first intermission show. For, and then you do, and then if we're making hockey, then you bring back headlines with on Hockey Night in Canada, and you do it, you do it like this: you do the thir two thirty-two thoughts guys and CJ. Oh man! <laughs> so Merrick, uh, Frege, CJ. Do we got to do like a transfer deal, like soccer? Like we loan CJ to thirty-two thoughts. Or <laughs> X, X like he's Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it would just be fun. Don't play for PSG. Uh, it would be fun. We I don't hold know. our scarves as we watch. Uh, CJ. <laughs> 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 That's funny. That's really really funny. Well, anyway, um, guys, I I uh, uh, I think we've gone on too long. Hey, we must leave. Except. Not before we say congratulations to, to Rachel Dory. Oh my oh, God! Rachel Dory, the Vancouver Mike's wife left him and his co-host. <laughs> hey, how hey. will Mikey Stevens come back from this? Congratulations, Don't make French Rachel. onion soup, you goops. <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.